Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salente, and we have with us today, and on it, on it to be with us, Judge Andrew Napolitano. When it comes to the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, I'll put him up against anybody in America or around the world to give you the facts of what they mean, how we've lost those rights, and what we have to do to get them back. Judge, thanks for being on today. My pleasure to be with you, my dear friend. You know, you have this article that's coming out tomorrow. And today's April 12th. It comes out tomorrow. The Pentagon Papers, again. Does the government work for us or do we work for the government? Can the government morally steal data about allies and enemies and then make it a crime to reveal the data even when the revelation shows that the government has been lying about killing. What to do about high-ranking government officials who lie about war? When the First Amendment states that, quote, Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech, does it really mean no law? And you go on talking about how these documents are coming out about the Ukraine war, which by the way, is not a proxy war. The United States is at war as I see it with Russia and these documents prove it. So please tell us more about what you've written about and how they well, let, let me start by saying that you've been saying this and we've been saying this for a long time and the documents substantiate the presence of American special forces on the ground uh, in Ukraine and British uh, special forces as well. But beyond that, the documents show that the American government has known for a long time that the Ukraine uh, side is doomed to fail. The kill ratio favoring Russia is seven to one, meaning the Russians kill seven Ukrainian soldiers for every one Russian that the Ukrainians kill. Now, any a high school student could do the math. I mean, that can't last uh, much longer. Ukraine is already down to the point where they are kidnapping people your age and mine, males your age and mine, and 16 and 17-year-olds, training them for two weeks and then pushing them to the front lines, from which, of course, uh, they never uh, return. So the government has known that Ukraine was about to lose. When Secretary of Defense Austin testified before the Senate uh, Armed Services Committee, he lied by saying, yeah, Ukraine is in uh, great shape, look for a good spring, uh, and look for many battle successes uh, in the winter because he already knew about this kill ratio. The documents also reveal that uh, the American government has concluded that Ukraine's air defenses will be degraded to, it's an easy number to remember, zero effectiveness by the end of May. And former four-star general, former member of the Raytheon Board of Directors, now uh, Secretary of Defense Austin, knew about that when he uh, materially misled the Senate uh, Armed Services uh, Committee. So we know that Joe Biden is fighting a land war. And to your point at the outset of this uh, podcast, question, are American boys using American military equipment 
to fire American ammunition at Russian boys? Answer, yes. Is the American CIA stealing Russian intel and giving it to Ukraine intel? Answer, yes. If that's not a definition of America at war with Russia, I don't know what is. And Putin said it, America's at war with Russia. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> by the way, we had Lloyd Austin, again, who you mentioned, our Secretary of Defense, who formerly sat on the board of directors of Raytheon, the second largest defense contractor, admitting months ago that American advisors <clears throat> were on the ground in Ukraine because of the complexity of the weapons and saying that we had to make sure that, you know, they didn't go in the wrong direction or correct. So in other words, the Americans, you firing the weapons at the, at the Russians. Correct. Correct. The, this very sophisticated high Mars, I understand it from uh, Scott Ritter and Colonel McGregor, the Americans aim them, maintain them, find the target on a computer screen and then another team in, in Ukraine and then another team of Americans west of them in Poland pulls the trigger. That's why I say American boys are using American equipment to fire American ammos or ammunition at Russian boys targeted and aimed by American boys. It's war. It, it's, it's not even war by another name. It's just war that's not publicly declared. It's war that's not legal because Biden can't do this without a declaration of war. And Congress can't declare war on anybody it wants. We've signed treaties. Congress can only declare war on a country whose military is threatening ours. Does the Russian military threaten the United States? No. Does the U.S. threaten Russia? Well, let's see. We have nukes in Italy. We have nukes in the Netherlands. We have nukes in Poland aimed at Moscow. Can you imagine how we would react if, say, the Chinese had nukes in, in, in Mexico aimed at Dallas, and you'll know how Putin feels. Yeah. Well, the Russians up in Canada with missiles aimed at New York. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Again, the only intellectually know, honest person in all of this. The president is not intellectually honest. Tony Blinken is not intellectually oh. honest. Uh, Lloyd Austin is not intellectually honest. I'll tell you who is. Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Vladimir Putin said the Americans started this war in 2014 when they fomented that so-called color revolution that overthrew the popularly elected and Russian-aligned president of Ukraine. The Americans started this war when they moved NATO 800 miles eastward, contrary to the promises that Jim Baker and George H.W. Bush made uh, to Mikhail Gorbachev. And as if to poke the NATO elbow in Putin's ribs, what did they just do? Join Finland to NATO. At the height of this war, added another 800 miles of a common border between Russia and NATO. So these, these characters, these uh, creeps in NATO and in the State Department, they want war. Uh, Victoria Nuland, you remember her from the Trump impeachment, 
Uh, she's number three in the State Department. She said, we won't rest until the Ukrainian flag is flying over Crimea. Let me right. tell you that there is more of a chance of Arizona being given back to Mexico than the Ukrainian flag flying over Crimea. Crimea has been part of Russia since 1730. Yeah, this is the Trends Journal magazine from back in 2014. See how happy that guy is. The United States overthrow of the democratically elected government of Viktor Yanukovych in Ukraine. Article written by Dr. Paul Craig Roberts, former mm. Assistant Treasury Secretary under Ronald Reagan. Here Friend of yours and mine. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Washington is driving the world to the final war. Ukraine presented the perfect opportunity for Washington to advance its hegemonic agenda in a speech at the National Press Club last December, which means December 2013. And anybody could Google it up. Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Newland boasted that Washington had invested $5 billion in non-governmental organizations, NGOs, in Ukraine for the purpose of the NGOs to teach democracy to the people of Ukraine. In other words, a coup in the streets. Yep. Now that $5 billion, you will never find that in the American federal government budget even though the constitution says no monies shall be spent from the treasury, but for those recorded in a public journal. I'm almost quoting verbatim. The, the, the Congress on its own has created the intelligence community, given them hundreds of billions and let them spend it on its own. You'll never find a, a recording of who actually got that money and what was done with it. Where did the money come from? The American Treasury. How did it get into the American Treasury? Either tax dollars or money borrowed in the name of the taxpayers who, of course, have to pay it back. You know, this article that you've written, it's so powerful. And, and the, the information that you're providing here and how the government has really robbed us of our freedom. Congress has not declared war against Russia but President Joe Biden is surreptitiously fighting one. Congress can only declare war, as you mentioned, on a country whose military is an imminent threat to America. So I want to comment on that because you're hearing these little loudmouth clowns like, like Lindsey Graham oh. and all these others, the Blumenthal, another arrogant little boy. One after another, they go to Ukraine and they keep saying, that this is a threat to the world. That what's going on in, in Ukraine is a threat to the world. It's not a threat to the world. As you said, this has been going on back and forth to them, what, since 1730. Right. And, and then Macron, the uh, president of uh, France, was visiting China last week. And he goes on to say, Macron calls for Europe to not be caught in the conflict in Taiwan. He said, because the question Europeans need to answer, is it in our interest to accelerate on Taiwan? No. So is it in our interest to, to, to ramp up the war in Ukraine? I mean, oh, oh, by the way, this is the Macron and the France that 
invade Mali and Niger just recently to get because they need the uranium from Niger because they have more nuclear plants in your in, in France than anywhere else. Oh, we could go there, but we shouldn't be involved in Taiwan. And the only reason he's saying this, by the way, is the bottom line, because they got to do business with China because right. the Chinese got one point four billion people and right. it's the fastest growest economy in the world. You know, he's an example of a stopped clock being right twice a day. He happens to be right on this. And that quote you have, I think there's a, a following line where he says, we will not be seduced by the American rhythm, meaning Americans like to fight wars, and the Chinese overreaction. I mean, that has caused quite a disturbance in Europe. I applaud him for saying that, even though I can't applaud uh, much else of what he does. Oh, yeah, he's a little arrogant boy. Here, here it is. It is, is it in our interest to accelerate on the subject of Taiwan? No. The worst thing would be to think that we Europeans must become followers on this topic and adapt to the American rhythm and Chinese overreaction. He also mm -hmm. warned of a trap for Europe if it got caught up in this crisis that is not ours. Like that is a damning and very poignant phrase that I have not heard before, referring to American imperialism as a rhythm, something we do over and over again. You know this. I yep. know this. The people watching us now know this. The people that read the Trends Journal know this. The people that watch Judging Freedom know this. But I've not heard a Western leader refer to the American pattern of imperialism as an American rhythm. And again, yep. I disagree with President Macron on many things, but we have to be intellectually honest. On this, he is correct. He is 100%. calling out the U.S. And, and this is like from the Financial Times. Macron's Taiwan stance provokes outcry. Yeah. 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 Diplomats and lawmakers in the U.S. and Central and Eastern Europe attacked Macron for being soft on Beijing and critical of the U.S., especially given that it has backed European, Europe dealing with the fallout from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So attacked Macron. And again, it's not any of our business. I'm, and then, I'm you know, thinking. By the way, what they call people like ourselves that don't want to become involved in these foreign entanglements because they're no threat to America. They call us isolationists. Yeah. I don't care what they call us as far I'm as I'm concerned. The stupidity of it. We, we, we are following one of the greatest speeches in American history, which is George Washington's farewell address warning against foreign entanglements, which for the most part, until Teddy Roosevelt came along, the American uh, government followed. Well, you now, forgot Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, Teddy preceding uh, Wilson, Wilson. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant FDR. You're right. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Wilson, Wilson, of course, doing far yeah. more damage with yeah. World War One and all the other stuff. Yeah, I, I meant I was thinking FDR. Yeah. What well, Teddy Roosevelt, the invasion of uh, Cuba. And we still got Guantanamo over there. Right. 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 It's, it's yeah. at least. When does that lease expire? Who do we send our uh, lease payments to? I mean, it's a farce. Just stole the property. Yep. 40,000 40, square miles. That thing is half the size of New Jersey. 
<laughs> you know, th there's another article that came out and public support among the United States voters is ebbing for the Ukraine war. They say it's fallen from 60% last May to 48%. And this is an Associated Press NORC Center for Public Affairs Research. So the, the, the reason, of course, people are tired of it and people are living paycheck to paycheck and they don't want our money going to Ukraine war. So here's what do you think, again, what do you think is going to happen with this? Do America is going to keep ramping up the war? Or the war going to come you to know, an end? Joe, Joe Biden and Tony Blinken have, and Lloyd Austin have not given themselves an off-ramp. So I don't know how this will end from American involvement. I think the war will end when Putin says, okay, we've chased you out of uh, Eastern uh, Ukraine where all the Russian speaking people are. This is all we want to do. We're going to stop. Uh, Zelensky said last week that they won't stop again, nonsense uh, until the Ukrainian flag flies over Crimea. I assume he's saying that just for domestic political uh, reasons, he can't possibly believe that to be so. So at some point they'll just stop uh, fighting, even though the Americans don't want them to do it. How Biden gets out of this, I don't know. But I do believe, <clears throat> just my gut, Gerald, that uh, the president, uh, Joe Biden, wants to run for re-election as a wartime president. So I don't think this is going to stop before 2024. His heroes are Abraham Lincoln and uh, FDR, and he wants to emulate them by running as a wartime president. This is his war. He ought to look at what happened to Lyndon Johnson in 1968, <laughs> afraid to run. Uh, for uh, re-election, and rightly so, because the Vietnam War had become uh, so unpopular. But he he and his people seem to think they can pull this off. And they've been in this business for a long time. When, when uh, Colin Powell was lying at the UN about weapons of mass destruction, when George W. Bush was throwing Phil Giraldi out of the Oval Office, because Phil, uh, as the CIA briefer, told the president there are no weapons uh, of mass destruction. Uh, the chief of staff of the Senate uh, Foreign Relations Committee and the chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee were beating the drums for war. Who were they? Well, the chief of staff then is now the secretary of state and the chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee then is now the president of the United States. This pattern doesn't change, Gerald. No, Blinken and Biden, they're B and B, right? Yeah. Blinken and Biden, there's not a war that they didn't love, not a war that they didn't support. And again, these are the guys, the, the tough-talking guys, that they don't go fight. No, they just send others to go do the dirty work. And again, anybody that wants to support a war, put on your military drag, get your gun, go over there and fight, or shut your mouth. That's the way I look at it. And, and again, as you said in Ukraine... They're taking people our age and, and, and young boys to go fight. So they're in, you know, they could go f lead the charge or shut your mouth. Anybody that wants to support war, go fight it. That's the way I look at it. You know, Judge, this article that you've written, again, it's so powerful. And everybody should really uh, go to judging freedom. And, of course, you're going to have on again um, Colonel Douglas McGregor uh, so talking about um, – the Ukraine war and where it's going. So I have and Scott Ritter 
a dear friend of yours and mine, one of the most courageous people in America and one of the most brilliant on military and intelligence matters today at 11 Eastern. At three Eastern, I have a man the Judging Freedom audience loves to hate, former CIA uh, senior official, 40 years in the CIA, uh, Jack Devine, who starting to acknowledge that the Russians are moving westward and can't be stopped. And then tomorrow at four o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern, wow. uh, the great Colonel McGregor himself. Wow. Well, thank you for all that you're doing. Listen, everybody listen to what this, this, this man is doing and, and what we're doing to try to give people the best that we can to bring life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness back to uh, what used to be called the United States of America. Now it's the USSA, the United Soviet States of America. And by the way, everyone, May 27th, up here in Kingston, New York, on the Four Corners of Freedom, we're going to have another Peace and Freedom rally. It's going to be called Make America Healthy Again in every way that we can. And Judge Napolitano is going to be a speaker, um, Gary Null, um, uh, John Whitehead, and others. And we're going to do everything we can to restore the American spirit that has been stolen away from us. And it's time to do it because most people are fed up with the establishment system anyway. And we need to, we need to build the path back to what it used to be. Uh, and Judge Napolitano is doing everything he can to do it. Judge, thanks for being here today. Thank you, Gerald. Always a pleasure. Until next Wednesday, my friend. Ciao, ciao.